If you didn't know, today is filing day, first day of filing. It goes until next Tuesday. And the reason it goes to Tuesday and doesn't cut off on Monday is because Monday is Veterans Day. Oh, glad you reminded me, frankly. All the offices here in the state are closed that day. So it will be Tuesday that they will finish up. So usually the biggest crowds are today. And then a big, but not as big as today, on Friday. Because some people like to hedge their bets to the end and see who all is going to decide to run. And if they see somebody that, you know, shakes their foundation, they maybe they don't want to put down the 3000 or $7,500 check that it takes to, to run for office. Senator Alan Clark's with us. What have you been up to, man, all summer long? You've been traveling, haven't you? Uh, yes, we went to uh, Ireland just recently, but but mainly just been out in the district. Um, uh, from you know October has been one fall fest after another, uh, and uh, football games and uh, I've always got out a lot to uh, talk to constituents and see what's going on, and that's mainly what I've been doing. Is it the same concerns that you've been hearing, or are there new ones that are starting to pop up? Um, same, but uh, except uh, mental health uh, is coming up a lot. I think uh, that, you know, most people that I run into are against red flag laws, but the other component of that is the mental health side is that a lot of times uh, people have a family member uh, that is a, uh, maybe threatening the family, maybe threatening people in church, maybe threatening people at work, and it's uh, uh, very hard to do anything about it. Law enforcement, uh, as in a meeting where law enforcement talked about it, that they had a very tough problem with doing anything, even for a three-day hold. And so we really need to, uh, we're not hearing that just in one place. Um, and um, and I think we've got other mental health issues. I think, you know, a lot of the things that uh, go back to when we uh, put out everyone out of the mental health, uh, mental hospitals back in the 80s, uh, are beginning to catch up with us, and uh, or at least we're beginning to become conscious of them. And uh, I think that uh, we're going to have to work on that some. All right. You've been one of the major movers and shakers with DHS. Are you getting more, what's the best way? I don't want to say happy. You, you, you're feeling good about the way things are moving? Uh, Dave, of course, I, I'm laughing. Uh, yes, I'm okay. happy about the way things are moving. Well, you've been working hard at this for how many years yes. now? And uh, but you know, I was thinking about you know one of my staff at the store called me the last day of the month or the first day of the month and said, you know, how about you know we just had the best month we've had since the reception. How about an attaboy? And I 
about getting with it for this next month. <laughs> and, and so you kind of, you know, my, sometimes I'm not as appreciative as I should be. But, yes, I'm, appreci- I'm very appreciative of the work that we've done uh, and that uh, the, the governor's help, what DCFS has done, um, what Mission Martin has done. Uh, we passed 15 bills just in my name uh, in child welfare reform during the session. I think we passed 22 total. And uh, but we have such a long ways to go. But I, but I'm happy in the direction that we're going. So how how has this led this uh, change with the governor where he's, you know, cutting departments down and rearranging everything? How how is that? Is that going to be a, a help or a hindrance? I, I don't know. The jury's out. I have always assumed that they're. Uh, me being me, that there wouldn't be that much change, that it's a rearrangement. I respected the fact as a CEO that instead of having, I think it was 60 people or so, they're supposed to report to him, it'd only be 15 or 20. Uh, I think that part makes sense. I think in the end, uh, it's like the people who want countywide school districts. I tell people, you have the same amount of administration, whether you have a, a small district or you have big districts, because then you have assistant superintendents and you have all these other things. Uh, so you're uh, we'll see uh, how it works. I, I, I applaud the governor's uh, g- taking it uh, and working on it, along with the legislature helping him. And I applaud the fact that he's trying to streamline government and trying to uh, make it more efficient, which is a, a difficult task. Yeah, I got Stephen Meeks in the wings. I'll be bringing him on after you, and he can probably talk about this even more so and and what what's happening and why. Uh, it's long, long overdue. I mean, it really, really is. I mean, we got to go back to the 70s, if I'm not mistaken, to see anything like this before. So what are some of the big things that you're uh, you're marking on your calendar uh, for 2021? Because 2020 is, you know, just going in and fixing a few things, uh, scraping barnacles off the boat, so to speak. You're going to be in 2021. You guys got some big issues coming. You know, I've got a number of small bills that constituents have brought to me that I, I continue to have them written as we go. But it, my major focus will still be DCFS and still be education. Uh, although, you know, the thing, as I chair judiciary now, is justice period, Dave. You know, and I, uh, the, you know, we had, to, I don't know what bill was being run, but during the session, we were talking about, you know, what do we do when you've got a judge in place that's, not necessarily doing a good job or making bad decisions. And wow, one name comes to mind, but go well, ahead. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, we had three judges. One? one? We, we had three judges at the end of the table, and one of them said, "Well, you know, you can, you know, that's why we have the appeals process." Well, theoretically, that's true. You know, I'm just a country boy, and I had just learned in the two weeks prior that it cost thirty to fifty thousand dollars to get in the door to appeal. And I informed the judge that lots of us don't have thirty to $50,000, so the appeals process is out. We don't have that option if we don't get justice in the court. Right. And so uh, I think uh, that uh, Justice Kemp, Chief Justice Kemp, I, I applaud a lot of the things he's doing, what I see. And I'm sure he's doing some things that I don't see. I, I think he's uh, trying to head the courts in the right direction. And we have lots of wonderful judges. You know, whenever you start talking about these things, you always everybody gets uptight. Uh, we have lots of wonderful judges that, that do great. But if, you've got, if you're in the court where it's not a wonderful judge uh, and they have the final say, because there's, there's not very many people more powerful in this state than a circuit judge, uh, and they have the final say and it wasn't justice, uh, then uh, that's a problem. 
And so uh, I think we want to look at that. I don't think it's something we'll necessarily look at in session, but long term uh, we need to, to look at what can we do. Uh, but on DCFS, uh, I don't know if we'll get it done in one session, uh, but Georgia more recently and Minnesota uh, have opened up their child welfare courts. They've made them transparent. Now, a judge still has ultimate authority to close the court if he's thinking, you know, some terrible sexual abuse or something. Uh, but I'm going to uh, doing my best to get the Georgia uh, judges here. Uh, the one we presented with them in Washington at the end of the session uh, to the American Bar Association on child welfare reform. And uh, the judge that did the main presentation is the former uh, president of the National Juvenile Judge Association. They recommend transparency. They recommend open courts. And uh, I want not just the legislature to hear what she has to say. I want as, to get as many of our judges there as possible to hear what she has to say because uh, the more transparency we have, the better system we will have. 100%. You know, as the co-author of the Arkansas, the treatise on the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act, no doubt I'm pro-transparency, and that includes in courts. And I am often disappointed when judges are resistant to transparency in their venues but want it everywhere else. And I will add uh, my own commentary, Senator, which is I still think that the le- I think the legislature still needs to address what we're going to do in terms of suing the state now that we have the sovereign immunity uh, decision from the Supreme Court, because the Claims Commission is actually an able body, but it's not sufficient, and we can't have it that people have no recourse against the state. I don't want the state paying out huge judgments that come out of taxpayer uh, pockets, but by the same token, I don't want a runaway, unaccountable state. I think you're correct. And, you know, what we were faced with in this last session was we can only uh, refer out three. Right. And we had so many. Uh, I think we did a pretty good job I in choosing so. the three. I agree. Uh, but we had a couple that were right there, and that's one of them. That uh, because you are exactly right. I I'll just shut up because I can't say it any better than you said it. But but that we definitely have to uh, approach that this next session. Thank All right. You. I got one last question, and we'll go to break. And that is for the senator. What's your feeling on the half cent sales tax that is going to be voted on next year for uh, roads? What is my feeling? Yeah, how do you how do you support? Dave, I really haven't given any thought. I went, I would, I just happened to be out in part of my district, a year and a half before all this took place, and I was visiting people, going by different stores, banks, just seeing the public in general, and I said, you know, instead of just saying hi, how are you doing? Let's talk about an issue, mm-hmm. and I brought up roads and highways and so on, and the people told me, uh, two th- one, they said, you know. Highways are in bad shape. Roads are in bad shape because, you know, part of the money always comes back to the counties and cities. Right, right. Uh, But they told me, and I was in the minority, uh, they told me, said, whatever you do, don't vote uh, for any tax for the highways, which I didn't. But they said, but we we are for you putting on the ballot for us to decide. And so I'm for, you know, we need, uh, you know, having been to a, a third world country, uh, infrastructure uh, becomes very apparent how important it is. And we need that infrastructure. We need good highways, et cetera. On the other hand, people bring up they're unhappy with the highway department. That's another thing that they bring up is they would like that to be uh, less independent. And I'm not sure, you know, I, I've studied the history. I know the problems we had before it was made independent constitutionally. And so I'm not sure how, uh, how you do it where you don't go back to those problems. 
and I do think, uh, not that they don't do a good job, but I think that uh, they're a little more independent than, than a lot of the legislature would like to. So, but, but, and so I think that, um, you know, I will reserve how I'm going to vote till we get closer to uh, November. Okay. Uh, but, um, uh, again, the people, you know, the feeling I got from the people I talked to is that they would vote for it. Uh, but, but they didn't, they didn't say that. They said, you put it on the ballot and let us decide. And so that's where I'm at is we'll, we'll let, we'll see what the people want to do come no, next November. All right. Senator, I'll let you go. You've been here all day, so go home and relax. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll be around midnight. I'm trying but... to be nice. <laughs> but Just thank trying you. trying to be nice. Thank you. Thanks for coming and by. Thank you it's for always what a you pleasure. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. We'll be back. Stephen Meeks is up next, and we got things to talk to him about, about technology. That's coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.